0: Welcome to Teach Musically, the music studio teacher's resource for business and pedagogy solutions. My name is Michelle.
1: And I'm Leanne. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing the pros and cons of teaching from your home, in a studio, and in your student's home. As private music teachers, we are essentially entrepreneurs in that we are in control of when, where, and how we choose to teach. This freedom comes as both a luxury and a challenge. It is great to be able to shape our career into exactly what we want but it can also be overwhelming or confusing to decide which path is right for us today we'll discuss each type of teaching in detail and share some of our personal experiences
0: let's dive into the first type of teaching we will discuss today which is teaching from your own home offering lessons in your home is a popular and common practice amongst private music teachers it can work incredibly well given the right settings One of the greatest appeals of working from home is just that you get to work in the comfort of your own home. You don't have to deal with traffic or commuting. You also have complete control over your environment, such as the equipment you use and the way you want to set up your studio, which includes the type of furniture or art you desire. Everything can be tailored to your preference. While you're responsible for providing all the equipment when teaching from your home, you are
1: eligible to deduct these items as business expenses on your taxes. Everything from instrument maintenance, furniture, cleaning supplies, and decor for your studio can be expensed. You are also able to expense the cost of heating, cooling, internet, and electricity if you're teaching from home. For more detailed information on what you are allowed to expense when teaching from home, check out our podcast called Intro to
0: Accounting and Taxes. Teaching from home is also great because it allows for opportunities for multitasking. For example, you can get household chores done in between lessons or have dinner cooking in the oven. If you have children at home, you can schedule a dinner break and eat as a family. That's not to say you should be folding your underwear or chopping onions while you teach a lesson, but it is great to be able to spend a few minutes when a student is running late or during a break to catch up on things in your home. Teaching from home is great, but it is not
1: without its flaws. Running a studio in your home means that you are in charge of all facets of that studio, such as cleaning, Purchasing materials, advertising, and collecting payments. These extra tasks add a lot of extra working hours to your schedule outside of actual teaching. For some, administrative tasks such as bookkeeping are dull or confusing, and they would be much happier having these tasks outsourced. It is also your job to make sure that the studio space is always safe and presentable. That means you are responsible for clearing any snow in your front driveway and steps, keeping the area clean, and making sure it is safe for young children. Again, this adds extra time to your
0: working schedule outside of teaching. Another potential con to teaching in your home is the effect it may have on your family. If you are living with others, then it is important to consider how your teaching will affect their ability to go about their day-to-day activities. In order to run a professional home studio, it is generally expected that you provide a quiet environment where your students can focus and learn. If you have young children, this might not be something that you were able to offer. Ideally, your home studio space should be set up in such a way that your family can access all areas of their home as they please without disrupting your lessons. Absolutely, that is something so important to consider
1: because you want to be fair to your family when deciding to work from home. I just recently bought a home and I was very careful to choose one that had a layout where I could teach and my family could still access the rest of the house and move around freely. Finally, another con to consider before you start teaching in your home are any concerns that you may have about privacy. Essentially, you will be inviting strangers into your home, so it may be unnerving for you to give out your address to people that you have not met before. This is especially a concern if you live alone. Remember not to post your full address anywhere online. If possible, have someone home with you when you are meeting new clients for extra safety.
0: Another option we have as teachers is to work for a music school. Working for a music school can be a great option if you are a teacher that wants to focus on teaching and not worry about all the other tasks that go into managing a studio. For example, you will never be responsible for advertising or bringing in new students. It is up to the studio owner to build up a roster of students for you. That means you don't have to put time, money, or energy into advertising or setting up trial lessons.
1: When you work for a studio, the owner is also responsible for the maintenance of the building and equipment. That means you don't need to spend any extra time cleaning or doing repairs, and you are not responsible for the maintenance of any instruments. Again, when these tasks are outsourced, it will save you tons of time and money. Finally, working for a studio gives you separation of home and workspaces. No students coming in and out of your private home.
0: So far, working for a studio seems pretty great. But there's one huge downfall that in our experience outweighs all the pros, and that's the pay. Typically, when you are working for a music studio, they will take a cut of the original lesson fees that the students are paying. In other words, they take a cut of the pay you are earning. In our experience, the cut differs between studios, but it can be between 20-50% to 50% of the original lesson fee. That means you are earning way less per hour than you would if you were teaching privately. That's right, 50% is a huge cut to your hourly
1: wage, and while working for a studio does save you time, it is not the value of 50% of your salary. For example, if I teach 30 hours per week in my home studio, I probably spend 3-4 to four additional hours doing prep work, emails, invoicing, and cleaning my studio space. That does not equate in value to 50% of my salary. In my opinion, the time saved by outsourcing these tasks to a studio owner
0: is not worth the cut they are taking. There are some exceptions though, right Michelle? Yes, you can work at a studio teaching group classes such as music theory or early childhood music. Depending on your studio, they may charge you a flat hourly rate or they may charge you per student that you teach in that class. For example, let's say you are teaching a theory class which is two hours long. Each student that attends earns you $8 an hour. If you were teaching only two students, that would be $16 an hour, but usually class sizes are from five students upwards to even 25 students. With 25 students each at $8, that's $200 an hour. So you can see that group classes generally bring in more students per hour than private lessons, so your compensation should reflect that. Teaching group classes at a music studio could be a great way to supplement your private teaching income if you don't have the space or equipment to run this type of class in your home.
1: Our final point
0: regarding teaching at a studio could be a pro or a
1: con depending on where you work and who you're working for. If you're working for a studio owner that enforces payment policies, treats you with respect, and has your back, you could have a great experience. On the other hand, if the owner you're working for does not have your best interest in mind, then you may find yourself very frustrated. When I worked for a music studio briefly, the owner did not uphold any kind of payment policy. That meant that if a student didn't show up to their lesson, they were not charged. That means there were many times where I sat and waited for a student and wasted my time and it was not compensated. This really bothered me because it showed that the owner did not see any value in my time. Additionally, her lack of policy or enforcement of payments led parents to become more and more flaky because they knew there
0: would be no consequence. Michelle, what was your experience like working for a studio? I think I was lucky to work at a long-standing local music studio, so they had the reputation and a good work system in place for the teachers. The ecosystem in the studio was also well-managed. The receptions, sales, and administration and teachers knew each other well and how to work together within our own domains. The teaching facilities were also well-maintained. I think it also helped that the studio, though large, was the perfect size for maintaining a good relationship between everyone, from the staff, the teachers, and the students. It was also freeing to not have to be concerned with administration tasks like billing, rescheduling, and dealing with the parents. Like most places, the teaching rooms were a little small, and the students' innate commitment to learning music was a little bit of a mixed bag. I think that this is something that most teachers have to learn to accept. While studios can try to match students to your teaching style, at the end of the day, there are just so many different types of students and commitment levels. So you do gain the experience and the environment to sharpen your skills, but if you're looking to cater to a very specific type of student or build a certain type of studio, it might be easier to simply transition to making your own private studio as soon as you can. Let's move on now to the final
1: teaching option we'll discuss today teaching in your students' homes. Like teaching at a music studio, this type of teaching can be great or it can be awful depending on who you're working for. Let's start with some of the positives. Teaching in a student's home is generally in high demand. Parents are willing to pay a premium to have a service in their home if it means they can spend less time chauffeuring their kids to and from all of their activities. Additionally, the number of teachers that travel to students' homes is typically much less than the ones that you must travel to. For that reason, your appeal as a traveling teacher is higher and will
0: reach a broader range of potential customers. With that high appeal comes a high price tag. As a traveling teacher, you can definitely charge a premium for these types of lessons, enough to cover the time and the cost of your travel as well as for the convenience you are providing. If you concentrate your travel lessons within one area, you can earn a higher hourly wage than if you were teaching in your own home. Finally, as a traveling teacher, you don't need to maintain your space or
1: any equipment. It is up to the students to provide the instruments and most supplies that you will need for the lesson. Now let's talk about the cons. I've been a travel teacher for five years now, so I've experienced the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of travel teaching. The biggest issue that can arise is due to the lack of control over your environment. When you are visiting people's homes, you cannot control who is there, the noise level, and the quality of the equipment you're working with. I have taught in homes where the dogs have barked at me for the entire lesson. I've also taught in homes where younger siblings are running through the teaching area, screaming
0: and crying. Another factor you can't control in other people's homes is the cleanliness. Leanne, I believe you have quite the horror story about this. Unfortunately, yes. I try my best to avoid using the washroom in other people's homes,
1: but sometimes I just can't wait. I asked to use the washroom in one of my students' homes, and when I entered, it was infested with cockroaches. Hundreds of them on the walls, ceiling, and in the toilet. I was so horrified. Of course, I didn't use their washroom. I finished the lesson that day, but I never returned again. The scary part is that I taught in this home for over a year. Who knows how long the cockroaches were there. I was very distraught that the family was having me in their home, knowing full well it was infested.
0: That is seriously horrifying. Leanne, it seems you've had a lot of bad experiences. Is this still the case? And if so, why do you still continue to travel teach? I have had some bad experiences, yes, from dirty homes to
1: arguing parents. But now I am more established with long-term students whose homes have a good teaching environment. If you're just starting out with travel teaching, be sure to have your expectations for the home environment clearly laid out in your policy. And don't be afraid to communicate it to the parents. I now state that I expect the room to be quiet and free of distractions. Pets and siblings should be kept away and there needs to be adequate space for both myself and the student to fit comfortably. I also make sure to mention that the lesson starts as soon as I arrive, so the students should be ready and waiting at the piano. It's not the right fit for everyone, but
0: in my area, travel teaching is in high demand and I can make a good income doing it. As you can see, each approach to private teaching has its pros and cons. If you are just starting out, or thinking of changing where you teach, here's a few questions to ponder that may help you decide what is right for you. Number one, do you strongly prefer to work outside of your home or do you enjoy working from home? Number two,
1: does the thought of doing administrative work bore you to death or are you okay with doing some
0: bookkeeping and invoicing? Number three, are you okay with having a policy and teaching strategy that is dictated by someone else other than yourself? 4. Are you okay with having a boss, or do you like to work for yourself and yourself only? 5. Are you comfortable with going into people's homes despite the smells, sounds, arguments, and slippery driveways? 6. Are you okay with having students in your home? Will your family be okay with having students in your home? Is your home suitable for teaching? 7. What is the demand like in your area? Which type of teaching will get you the most students or help you earn the income that you want? There is no one type of teaching that is the best.
1: It is up to you to decide what works best for you and your lifestyle. What type of teaching do you
0: prefer? Any horror stories like mine? Let us know in the comments below. We hope you found this podcast helpful. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more great podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching!